Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Switching Stances. I am one of your hosts, Tyler, joined by my good friend, my good buddy, Ollie, aka Gaz. How's it going, my friend? It's going alright, man. It's been it's been a little while. Um, it has. Do you want to explain why that is? Yeah, we're on a bit of a roll, weren't we? We were just pumping this out every week yeah. and loving it. And mm. then after the Cheeto San Hagen fight, we are both a bit like, oh, we've been doing this back-to-back weeks. There's no yeah, card next week. Yeah. It was a pretty uneventful card to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, like the fight yeah, itself nothing, wasn't nothing like important happened. Su- super exciting. Um, no. And then the next week we were, of course, going to do a preview show um, to UFC 287, uh, Pereira versus Adesanya 2. But there were some technical issues um, mm. on my end and then just some scheduling and it just was at the point, like, I think we're just going to have to miss this because it's been, dude, life is so yeah. hectic at the moment. And though I have a lot to say about this podcast, I'm losing my voice and I've got to MC a wedding this weekend <laughs> to my best friend. So I don't want to like, I want to go crazy right now, but I don't want to go too crazy. And the fact is the reason I lost my voice is because I was screaming, fuck you mm. and Alex Pereira's unconscious body at the TV, you know, wailing that... Israel Adesanya is the undisputed UFC middleweight champion. And I absolutely loved seeing it. Absolutely loved seeing it. And though there is a lot to cover in this episode, a lot to talk about, I really feel weird talking about anything else first or really at all on this episode other than how important (laughs) that victory was for mixed martial arts in the UFC because it's bigger than you realize. That was a moment. Mm. That was a huge yeah, moment we can, for the sport. We can firmly declare the middleweight division dead now, um, <laughs> which is nice. We can write the whole thing off because oh. there's no one left. There's no one left. Yeah, he's he conquered it. Israel yeah, Asanya yeah, yeah, conquered has. a division um, and wrote his legacy. <clears throat> Gaz, he wrote his legacy. That's yeah. what happened this past yeah. weekend. And I know you're not an Izzy lover. No, were you? Were you? Because obviously we didn't get a preview. Were yeah. you picking uh, Adesanya to win? Obviously you were. This is going to be a certain thing I'm going to say to you. And I thought I did tell you. I certainly told people personally that mm. I legitimately said Israel Adesanya second round. That was my pick. Oh, fuck. I okay. thought the only... Well, look. Can I be honest? Was I terrified? Yes. Yeah. You know, my heart yeah, said, I was terrified. He, my head said, Alex, right? Like, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I was sure and confident like I was with, like, Volk and Islam. I'm like, I'm telling you, sure. Volk is not going to get fucking held down. I just knew it. I knew it deep down in my soul. Whereas, like, my thing was, I knew Izzy's path to victory. And I'm like, if he's going to do it, this is how he's going to do it. And therefore, I've got to back my boy. I've always got to pick Izzy unless he's fighting Rob, then I pick Rob. But Izzy, yeah. the Kiwi, the New Zealander... Um, I said second round. I felt like he had to finish him early. I felt like he had to be aggressive. I felt like in the story of the fight, yeah. he had to take more risks than he normally yep, does. 100%. And that was his path to victory. He couldn't sit on the outside again for five rounds because look at what Alex was doing to those legs. You know? I, I could, it, Did you just say that Izzy takes risks normally? No, I said Is he that normally doesn't. I said he normally doesn't. Oh, okay. Do what he doesn't yeah, no, I said he normally gotcha. doesn't take risks and he had to change his style drastically because he's not known yeah. for that. He rarely does it, you know, unless the and opponent it was something, forces it. 
it was something that Eugene Behrman was saying in the in the run up was that he was getting Izzy to watch back some of his old performances and try and recapture the younger fighter who wasn't so safe and conservative. Yeah, well, he had something to fight for, and ultimately, we could sit yeah. and talk about the technical aspects of this fight and the styles and, and what happened. And yes, we will, but this was a theater moment in MMA. Yes, one hundred percent. This was a well for lack of a better term, if there was ever a week for the WWE to merge with the UFC and that sale to be <laughs> announced, where mm. Endeavor has purchased, the parent company of the UFC has purchased WWE and it'll be a sports entertainment conglomerate. Like, this was peak what, what the UFC... Like, fans, I would say, like yourself, probably feel like what you love about the sport is not the things that are similar to the UFC and pro- uh, to WWE, I should say. The, those yeah. c- connections whereas i'm someone that grew up with pro wrestling and and loved it as a kid um and it's what when i got older and i stopped watching pro wrestling and i was like i'm all about the ufc um one of the things that drew me in before i fell in love with the technical side of the sport was it was the theater it was the wow this shit is wild that this happens these athletes are amazing but there was characters in the sport that you know you're sort of connected to the fighters the athletes um that's in all sports whether it's a team or or it's an individual athlete but in in mma's case it's just crazy to see those moments from people like conor mcgregor and that rise and israel adesanya i feel like this weekend you know and what's so special about the sport why it's in every way superior to professional wrestling wwe is it's fucking real and when things happen that are out of a fucking movie those moments, like, n- they're like nothing else in any sport ever. And the UFC has been delivering them nonstop for the past five years. Like, yeah. it is insane how many of these we had and have had recently. From Volk Islam to Leon Edwards' shock last year and then, you know, cementing his error. But what Izzy did by conquering a division other than McGregor Izzy's probably the biggest star. Obviously, there's a mega gap between Connor and, and Izzy, but like, who Izzy's become in this sport, like, is a household name. And he's, um, even though among the hardcore MMA fans, I feel like he's probably not that liked, he is very, very no. liked by the masses. Yes. Like, he's a yeah, fucking very, like, you heard that crowd. That was, yeah. a, 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 he's a Kiwi from like Nigeria, and he's in Miami, and that place was deafening for him. He's a star. He's a beloved figure in the sport. And yeah, you you had regular people who were all over like the amount of like big Twitter accounts that I've seen talking about Adesanya, his post fight stuff, um that would never talk about Volkanovski. You know, would never yep. talk about Islam. Who yep. are not on the same level of stardom, but they're you know, they're 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 big pretty stars. consensus better fighters. Yeah. And big stars. Yeah, but they're not as big. Is he no, is, no, no, is in his own his own realm that probably only Conor McGregor, maybe John Jones is close to. I think is he's bigger than John ever has been, but um, yeah, um, I think I'd probably agree. Yeah, and um, even though you know John's is you know in all consensus pretty much the goat, he's not as big as his is he is a star and as and as beloved of course as well and um, and. Izzy was starting to lose some of that charm a little bit just because of some of those later performances. Like, you remember the rise? Oh, yeah. 
his big moments, and it felt like he created big moments in the sport from one of the greatest fights I've ever seen him in Kelvin Gastelum to dethroning Robert Whitaker in incredible yeah, fashion. which was to, a great performance. Great performance, and then to beating Paolo Costa during the pandemic when the sport was really hitting a new stratosphere. Um, but then it just felt like he might have been losing some goodwill, and then Alex came along, this demon, this rival, and, and mm-hmm. beat him, and it just created this whole different narrative, but it created an opportunity for Izzy to define his legacy. When I look at the era, I sort of look at it as my era of watching the sport or beginning watching the sport. It's sort of the right before the Conor McGregor era coming into the Conor McGregor era. Like Conor McGregor was an era and it feels like I don't know how to define, you never know how to define an era until it's over because, you know, Conor had to win the other fight. He had to win the Eddie Alvarez fight. He had to fight Floyd Mayweather for it to be his era. Like you couldn't say it just after beating Aldo. It was what he did next. The Nate Diaz rivalry the two belts, mm-hmm. Khabib. You know, he did things that defined it as his era. He was the main character in some ways, you would say. Among all the great fights and all the great moments, he was the big star. And a sports and legacies are defined by that because the people that are inspired and the, are the next people to walk into the sport, they're inspired yeah. by the biggest stars, not necessarily the best fighters, you know? And they're the ones who will be talking about who their heroes were in the future. And we'll forget sure. about people that may be better fighters, but not as beloved, not as known, and are not talked about as, as much. Mike Tyson's not the greatest heavyweight of all time, but he's certainly never forgotten because of who he was as a character. He defined an era. Sure. Conor McGregor, the same. And I feel like this era, after this past weekend, you can say is the Israel Adesanya era. Like I just think he's, I think he's the guy. This is his era. There's a, there's, it's not as defined as Connor maybe, but it's not. It, but it's like Anderson Silvers. That's how it feels like. GSPs. He feels like that guy in this era. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And and the way and it, but it was it was that night. That was his yes magnum opus moment. To lose three times to a guy, a scary fucking guy. Everyone write you off, and you come back and mentally conquer that and then Mm. shoot three fucking arrows into his unconscious corpse like that shit it's the moments he made and i kept and i've watched this fight back but all i can keep watching back is i've only watched a fight back once since i watched it live and all i can re-watch and re-watch and re-watch is the finishing sequence because i'm like that's all that matters in this fight nothing else in this fight matters it doesn't matter about the calf kicks. It doesn't matter who won the first round. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, Izzy right. completely conquered that demon. Yeah. And and cleared a division. I They are not fighting again. I promise you they will not fight again. I can only see it at light heavyweight. And I don't think... I can... I, I can just don't, Honestly, I, if Pereira goes up, which he will, I think... I think he should. If Pereira takes the belt off someone like Jamal Hill, who is very winnable... You know, presuming Pereira's chin is better when he's not cutting half his body yeah, weight. That's a big presumption, but if yes. he can beat, if he can beat Jamal Hill, yeah, Izzy versus Pereira for the light heavyweight belt. Is he going for double champ status again? Yeah, in a a matchup that he can win with a rivalry like that. That's the way I think the UFC make that third fight. If they do, uh, it. you're right. That's probably the only way. It's certainly, I don't think a middleweight again. And even then, I still don't. I still don't think Izzy would fight him again. They, no, well, I just don't, even at light heavyweight. He's fucking three one down, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. 
because he'll always I mean, be remembered it does. as the guy that has. But he's not going. Dude, I promise you, in twenty years, you'll be one of the only people talking about that he lost three times to Pereira. Everyone else will just. Remember <laughs> I don't think. This. I don't think. I'm. I don't think I'm going to be like. I'm not that much of a hater. I'm not going to be fucking sitting there like. In salty twenty years, over. you'll still be salty. Yeah. You'll be salty. <laughs> I had so many people. Even in my gym, bro, talking shit about Izzy. Oh, we hate Izzy. Blah, blah, blah. Is the only guy riding yeah, that's him, bro. fair. I understand I fucking that. told everyone. I'm like, fuck all you. I promise you this cunt's going out. I was... He's I backed just a Izzy. bit of a weird guy, though, isn't he? You can he? say... I don't care. Fucking cry me a river. <laughs> Izzy's the goat, baby. Izzy's the fucking goat. Cry me a river. Is he? Is he your, yeah. your anti-volt now? No. No. I'm <laughs> middleweight goat. Middleweight goat. Right, yeah, no, I, you know what, I, I do agree I, with that. I, 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 think I will wholeheartedly back that. I after think this, this weekend, puts I him think, above silver. I think Izzy's above silver. I really yeah. do. I think the competition these days is way harder than Anderson ever had to fight. Ever. Like, by a lot. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You go back yeah, and watch yeah, yeah. watch Anderson Silva's fights, I promise you, Izzy beats every single one of those guys way easier. Charles Sonnen? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, with all due... And I love Charles Sonnen. I love the fucking bad guy. But... Is he's what are you talking about? Like yeah, like Forrest Griffin. Love these guys. Like yeah, they're legendary in name, but watch the fights. Yeah, it's it's it was an era where you could get by by just slipping shit. No one was fainting at you, and the first guy that came out and fainted at him really was Chris Weidman. <laughs> and you know he he yeah. fainted that he that's how he caught him. He doubled up on something. And it completely threw off Silver's rhythm because no one's fucking done that to him before. They just yeah. come running at him, swinging yeah. at them, which is what in, Griffin in famously Anderson, did. Him. In in Anderson's defense, obviously the sports evolve; they get better. Yeah, it's just natural, yeah, yeah, yeah. so That's it's not, not really totally fair. But I just think Izzy's now done enough that the argument can be made. Maybe some people don't think, agree, and that's yeah. fine. And I, I'm not against people still saying Anderson's the goat, but I think it's time to talk no. about it. Um, I think I I would agree with you. Uh, you know, I don't. Rob's a clear the third. Thing, the thing is, Rob Whitaker's a clear yeah. third. Yeah. The thing is with Adesanya for me is that as I find him deeply annoying as a person. Um, yeah. That being said, and I honestly, I think I don't like Conor McGregor as a person. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still a Conor McGregor fan because yeah. of what he does inside the cage. Yeah. He's still a beautiful fighter to watch. Yeah. Adesanya was for a period up to his title defences and then yeah. you get the Romero fight you get the Vittori second fight you get the Cannoneer fight which are guys that he is leveled maybe not Romero but like he, guys he's levels above and could yeah. could utterly dominate in every aspect of that fight and chooses not to because he wants to survive rather than to win is how I think I see it Yeah, and you've finally got someone like Pereira who's pushed him on the cage a little bit got his back up and now Adesanya has had to come out and fight to win rather than to coast to a decision because you can't start coasting against Pereira because he will put you away yeah Um, which which we saw which was evident and it brought out the best Adesanya that we've seen for what four years five years Mm, how long has it been yep you know Yep. The Costa fight was great. Well, not, Costa not four or five years. I mean, he hasn't even been in the UFC that long. 2018. He's only been in the UFC five years. He's only been in the UFC five years. Right. Okay. So, so what, four he debuted years? Because he won the title in a year. So. When did, he, when, did he, when did he fight Romero? Um, Two and a half years in. So it's probably two and a half of his career. Sure. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was mid-2020, just... wasn't it? 
or was it it was like the last fight before COVID was like March 2020 maybe I feel like it was like the because Joanna fought Wei Lee in the co-main wasn't it was Let's that all that was around out. yes it was it was it was Joanna Wei Lee and then yeah, everyone was like oh yeah. wait for the next one too <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's have a look. It was March 2020. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So three years, really. Yeah. The best Adesanya we've seen in three years. Well, I mean, he beat Paola as well. He beat, he, beat Costa, he beat Costa, but Costa, September, Costa September didn't... September 2020. Costa didn't fight a fight that challenged him. It wasn't the same as this, where Pereira was, in that first round, he landed more low kicks than he landed the entire first fight. Yeah. Yeah. In that first round, no, it wasn't the his, first round. It, it was in the. It was. It was. It was. They showed. They showed. Oh, it might have been the second round. Might that was the second. the second. It was midway through but the they, second. They showed that stat. They landed twenty-four they and stat. twenty-one. But yeah, it was mid. Twenty-one was his best. Yeah, sure. Okay. Which but I like, agree, super so. impressive. I was just saying, like, even so, because because I think, um, I don't know about you, but Izzy won the first round. I thought Izzy. Won I think it's close. Round. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna begrudge oh, anyone for saying he won the I mean, first round. I think it's close. I think. I think the amount of leg damage that he did, the fact that Adesanya was. I don't think he did it all in the first. I think he did way more. I think he started taking crawl in the last minute and a half of the first round. Yeah. Alex swung the momentum, so that's when they went into the second round. Alex sort of kept in that rhythm, was landing more low kicks. There was a couple of nice sequences from Izzy in the second round, but Alex was controlling the second round, and it began at the end of the first round. But overall. The the majority of that round was Izzy's to me, so I gave it to Izzy. Like the first three and a half minutes were mostly Izzy getting all those exchanges, and then slightly those leg kicks really started to come into effect and be landed in that last minute and a half. And all three judges, not that it all that much matters because judging can be fucked in the UFC, but all three judges agreed that Izzy won that first round. Yeah. Yeah, I, I again, I like, I don't take much stock in what the judges gave it, yeah. but I will, I, I don't, I don't care that people gave it to Adesanya. I think that's yeah. a totally valid score to have. Yeah. I, I don't, I still don't know. Like that's a round yeah. where, if you give me more of that fight, I'll start making my mind up on it. But I, yeah. it's so inconsequential that I don't care. Like, yeah, but but man... that round, what yeah. I really liked actually from Pereira was the way he was throwing his calf kicks were. It was something I've seen Gaethje do against Chana, actually. Um, yeah. When you're in boxing range, instead of throwing them like a traditional kick, he'll sort of turn the side of his foot over like he's passing a football and just bonk oh, the calf. Yeah. And oh, yeah, it yeah. sort of means when, when you get checked, it doesn't hurt nearly as much because not, it's not shin on shin. It's sort of the side of your foot. Yeah. Um, and it also, it's just it's so much smaller of a movement. You don't get that tell of the, the swing of the hip. You sort of just bonk. Yeah, it's and just it's, a touch. You know. It's just yeah. touch. Like, it's like he lands yeah. some bigger ones and then he could just touch it to bother it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, He's just to keep hurt. it agitated. And, yeah, no, I think you're right. And he was really adding those up. And I, that's when I started getting worried because Izzy's game plan clearly was to take more risks. But I don't yeah. think he expected to have taken so many leg kicks still by that point. I thought he would. I think no. he thought he had more time to take risks. But I think he realized, yeah. especially towards the end of that second round, he's like, I've got to do this soon. Because yeah. I, and if I, you because this will not go well for me if I don't take enough risk and just put him away. And when he, you know, his words, he said he played possum. I don't know. He certainly got hit I... pretty hard by some body shots, but he, he stayed in it and he set himself up and he did not hesitate when it mattered most. And he landed the killer blow. You know what? I, I believe that he did play possum. You know, I think that it's, it means totally the sort of easy thing to say and it, yeah. but not 
to be totally true. Yeah. But I, I do I do believe if if you look at that second round, the places where Izzy's landing the biggest are when Pereira engages on on the fence. And Izzy will punch and clutch and he'll swing something so that he can then start circling out and it it bothers Pereira visibly once or twice before that yeah. and Izzy's sort of uses that opportunity to get into open space but then yeah. you see it in that fun, that final bit where Pereira's hands come down to his hips you know he's he's completely under unguarded and he's not the sort of Adesanya head movement guy yeah he stands very tall he, and so he's totally there to be clocked um and I think it was, I think it was a legitimately like strategic decision from Adesanya, and yeah. a really, a, like a really impressive one. I can't begrudge him that performance. That was so good. Yeah, it was the. Yeah. I, I, I don't hate Adesanya enough to want him to, like, to vehemently want him to lose, and I don't love Pereira enough to vehemently want him to win. But in during that fight, I could hear my own heartbeat. Which I've never yeah. had before. I've never because had you knew the I, stakes. You know who yeah. he is to this sport, and you know the stakes of like what this moment means. I have only other time I've been this nervous, like and afraid was Volk Islam. Like I See, was, I, I and I was surprised by how nervous I was. I yeah, was surprised, sure. and it was partly because one, I love Izzy, and I do love Izzy, and everyone's talking shit, and I'm like, I fucking. It's easy to say he's cringe now that he lost a fight, but I fucking tell you, he's the best. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, I was saying he's cringe best. when he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, to be fair, you were. But I've heard a lot of people that I've never heard say that, and all of a sudden it's the talk of the town. Like, sure. And I'm like, what the fuck is everyone talking about? Like, this guy is so good. His mental game is insane. And sure, he says, I think, the wrong thing a lot of times when he's trying to be clever, trying to be funny. But, yeah. like, I don't begrudge his mental strength. I know it's there. I don't. Yeah think he's mentally weak I, at all i think he's a fucking hard worker and i think he's an ultra talented guy and i think he knows what he's doing and you know to not only get that knockout in the big moment when everyone counts you out and to put them away that badly completely out cold and then stand there and be able to do the sort of celebration that creates the moment oh yeah. it, to the stratosphere in pop culture history that photo will is immortal in MMA, yeah, forever. Izzy, Izzy is a theatre guy for sure. That's a that's, dude. That's he, crazy to have yeah. thought to have done that. To have, I don't know. I just don't think people get that. You've got to be focused on the fucking fight, and as if a guy that's lost three times could be focused on anything else but just trying to win. But to be like that confident that still after losing three times and still be like, I'm of course I'm going to fuck him up. It's like what? He's like, yep, yeah, I'm going to do it. Does it? To the point where he's so confident, he was like, "Well, I'm just gonna plot out what I'm gonna do after I beat him. I'm gonna fucking put an arrow in his body. I'm gonna fake a, a knockout and point to his son because I'm a petty cunt. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that shit is. You've got to be. In the words of Conor McGregor, you've got to lose your mind to the game. You know, to be. I don't think it may be always the greatest of all time as a fighter, but to be the biggest star to I think that it's the little things and you've almost got to be insane as an artist. It's what yeah. separates yeah. the the fighter, the best mixed martial artist from just being like an artist of a person. And Izzy's very artsy, creative person. Yes. And that's what that side to the game is that, you know, other people don't have, though we all love Volk and he's really come into his own. He's not a theater guy. 
what we love about him, he's just a fucking genuine bloke. But he's able to at yeah. least show us who he is as just that guy. But that's who he is. But when you want to be the biggest star and the biggest sport, there's the next level. The Conor McGregor's have it. And Israel Adesanya, he has that. He really fucking has that. And he created a moment that will define an era. He conquered yeah. not just a division. He then conquered his his biggest demon. It was his rocky moment. You know, yeah. sure, he didn't have the win streak of Anderson and then lose. Last time I checked, you, like, Anderson Silva couldn't come back and win the belt. Israel Adesanya no. did after getting no. finished. You know what I mean? Like, and Adesanya Kamaru would, for the Usman, most part, beat the guys that yeah. Silva did. Kamaru Usman didn't come back and beat Leon Edwards after getting knocked out. Do you know how hard... It is so much harder to lose yeah. by knock from the top and win it back. It's so much harder to win a belt back when you've been the top of the top. The creme de la creme. And it's it's so much harder to come back and win. Only the gr- was, greatest have done it. I was picking Alex quite... Not, I don't know how confidently, but I was quite firm in my belief that Alex would get it done again because I... Adesanya, for the longest time, has been someone that believes his own bullshit. Um, in the sense that he wins a close decision I, against... I, I oh, he, he wins a close... Yeah. I think my he, thing like, is wins, I've always believed his bullshit. He, I've he always wins, believed I, it. He, but he wins a close decision against Whitaker, and Whitaker's like, oh, I thought I won that. And there's this whole spiel of like, oh, I don't know what Rob's smoking, but I want some of that, you know. That sort of arrogance where he believes that the Cannoneer fight, he defended that to the death as well. And I, I, I had he this defended that to that the death. He was very disappointed in his performance after that. He cried. He, he, did he? Yeah, he cried in the locker room after it. He was so disappointed in himself. Uh, in the, I don't know, I've only seen the post-fight media, but he was very, like, defensive on it. Which he, I understand, for sure. Yeah, but then he went on um, Ariel's especially show, like, when, the next day and said he cried. Ah, uh, I didn't watch the Ariel show. Yeah. But that makes sense. Dog. I've always just believed Izzy like I really just have I'm like I feel like he has been accountable when he's had a bad performance Rob's probably the only one and I think and I feel like I'm like well it's just a competition thing it's just a competitive thing you're gonna say that sure you know I, I, I just it, felt it's, it's, it's a tight rivalry and if I, I just felt like Adesanya I felt like Adesanya would believe the narrative going around that he was dominating that first fight, which I don't the, think is true. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I think. I, I think. Yeah. I, I I expected him to come out and try and do the same kind of thing and just be a, if anything, a bit safer. And I I was saying the entire time like what he needs to do is put some counter pressure on, is to like make. Pereira back up as well and he was doing that really well and he was doing that really well not just with lateral movement but with feints he would he would get backed up and he'd, he'd feint something and Pereira would back up a little bit and that gives him the space rather than conceding to the game of tag that Pereira wants to play where if you move right I'll body kick you if you move left I'll left hook you or other way around sorry but yeah well he you know. he, he used his his movement well early it really was the calf kicks that Alex used to to yeah. Sort of keep him in place and, and minimize his movement. But I'm with you. And I was with my um, good buddy David watching these fights. And he asked me before Izzy and Alex fought, before they walked out, he, he asked me, he goes, How does Izzy win? How does he win this? And I said, He can't do what he did in the first fight. No. He can't. I said to him, He goes, Because he, he goes, If he's going to win, he's going to win the decision, right? And I said, No. Izzy is not going to win the decision. 
I said, if this goes five rounds, Alice is winning. Alice is finishing him. I, was, I really believe that. I was like, he has to be aggressive. He yes. has to take more risks. I, that's all I said. I said, all I know is he has to be more aggressive and he has to take more risks than he's used to. I think he's a better fighter. That's the only path to victory. And he did exactly that. And he did exactly what he had to do to win. He he took risks. He took more chances. It led to him getting calf kicked more. Like you've also yeah. got to you got to add the fact that yes, Alex landed more calf kicks. He obviously made that a big part of his game plan. I agree. I also think Israel was in the position to take more of those calf kicks because he was staying in better range and being more aggressive. Like a part of yeah. Izzy's plan to win is he actually was going to get calf kicked more as a result, and he was going to have even less time. You know, there was a big risk. Yeah. It was like it was like an he, hourglass was, was on with a shorter time. He made a trade off for sure. Yeah. There was a yeah, big trade off, but he, but he did it. He fucking. Did so who cares? You know, Dude, ex- exactly. Um, what like the crowd reaction was crazy. The moment was crazy. The commentary was crazy. Like it just felt like a moment. All the reaction videos were coming out. Um, seeing Volt go crazy. Our reaction video fucking fa- our video fucking failed. I was so disappointed. David uh, and I both lost our voice from yelling. Yeah. I don't think I've ever gone that crazy at a knockout before because it was so out of nowhere. We were like, oh God, he's about to fucking lose. And then he just yeah. hits him once and it just felt the same as that first round of that first fight. And you're like, wait a second, there's a whole another 40 seconds on the clock. One, two again, bang, he's out. Just lifeless, drops. And we're losing our minds. And he's shooting fucking arrows in him. Breaking the bow on his knee. And you're like, wow. And then he had cut mm. a good promo afterwards as well. Like, that was a good post-fight speech. And I really just wanted to be like, please just say Frozen like Elsa. Please say it. I laughed so hard <laughs> that everyone that made fun of that line, I'm like, well, he fucking did it. Yeah, I, I, I really liked the post-fight speech. I really liked the energy that he kept through like post winning yeah. just like a like a genuine grass he it's the most genuine i've seen him be since lo- i guess since losing <laughs> you know yeah. it's it's nice to see him being if not humble in defeat then um appreciative of sorry if not humble in victory then like appreciative of victory would you agree which, it's better for his legacy that he lost the first fight and won the second fight this way than if he oh, just won the first 100%. fight. Oh, 100%. I'm 100% agree. because he wasn't he wasn't doing what he needed to do to put a stamp on it in the first fight. Yeah. Like he would have like he would have won a 48-47 presuming you give Pereira that that fifth round. Yeah. Um and like that's just another classic Izzy. Like he would have been a bit more active, I guess, but it's it is another classic Izzy 48-47. Yeah. Whereas to, to, Whereas this to is... come back from a loss such a bit and, and overcome that mountain in such a spectacular way is mm. a hundredfold what winning that first fight would have been for him. You know? And it, it... like I said, because it's so hard, much harder to come back and win the belt. It's especially when you lose by finish. It's it's so hard that some of the greatest who ever do it couldn't do it. Yeah. Anderson Silva couldn't do it. Kamara Usman couldn't do it. Most champions couldn't do it the only one you can think of is george st pierre you know to to lose a title that way and come back and win like george st pierre was humiliated 
by losing to Masterov. Yeah. When the ultimate fucking fighter, the like old cunts that came back and he lost to Masterov by knockout and then he came back and just destroyed him. Like that's, you know, both of George Tempier's losses, he, he won the rematch. Yep. You know, like GSP is to me top three, if not the greatest of all time. Second at the very least to me. And you've got to start talking about Izzy as being up there too. You know, I think he's at least the greatest in his division or arguably the greatest in his division. You yeah, know, he's oh, yeah. higher on the I, goat I think list than the... Khabib is. You yep. know, Agreed. to me. He's, um, he's, he's, he's definitely, this pushes him further up than he, than anything else, I think. I don't think he was even in conversation until now. Yeah. I don't know who he fights next, though. I mean, I think... That's really, what I was going to ask. Cause I, th- I mean, truthfully, they... he should just fight Rob again because there's no one else. Yeah, I mean, honestly, is and Rob or Hamza? Freaking... And I... I know Hamza doesn't deserve it. I... Hamza's but, fighting like, Costa. That's what they want. Hamza's fighting Costa. If Izzy yeah, wants to sure. fight in the next six months, I say, fuck it. Just... I get that Dennis like, look, I don't think Rob... You know, I don't. He might not want to do it, but it's like you may as well just do it now while you can, because there's no clear contender other than Rob, and then it gives you time to have a few matchups like the comes out Costas, see what um the fucking South African dude that we all hate and laugh at, yeah. see if he wins his next fight against someone that sort of sucks, like have him fight Cannoneer, and if he somehow scrapes, yeah, decision, it'll be Cannoneer. Like yeah. then you can just like catapult him to a title shot because he's new, and then Izzy can dismantle him. And Izzy already yeah. cut a promo on him at the end. Like, you know, you just need a clear contender to sort of come from a couple of fights. But if Izzy wants to fight in the next six months, there's no clear contender other than Rob, who had a very close fight, arguably won the fight with Izzy the second time they fought, and then just dominated Vittori. Yeah. Schooled him. Yeah. He's still the number one contender. He has he has not, not been the number one contender. I mean, Alex feels like he just sort of came in, took the belt for six months just to be a part of a storyline. It feels like Alex yeah. should disappear into oblivion now. Like he'll never fight. Yeah, I think he'll just become like a good light heavyweight. Yes. I like, agree. but the thing is, the thing is, at light heavyweight, there's you can't really avoid people who want to wrestle you. You know, if he fights Jan Blachowicz, whilst he'll probably beat him on the feet, and Jan Blachowicz is a tricky striker in his own right, but I trust Pereira to get that done yeah. on the feet. Agreed, but totally he's agree. gonna he's gonna wrestle. He's gonna wrestle, and can Pereira? deal with that when it's not you know someone who's a lot smaller than you on top of you yeah well hopefully he has time to it's easy to work on take down defense and offense i think as long as he has sure. a few matchups like the yearies and the jamal hills are more beatable for him than a yarn that can wrestle like maybe yuri could grapple with him a bit but i think alex would probably counteract that i think jamal hill he could beat i'm not saying he does beat him i'm just saying he could beat them yeah yeah no i do i agree I think, I think um, Pereira is probably one of the better. I think Yuri is probably the, one of the better matchups for Pereira. I think Hill is probably one of the better matchups for Pereira. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, he like there, there's if the UFC want Pereira to be a thing, and they want to build that um, yeah that trilogy at light heavyweight for Pereira's hypothetical belt. Yeah, then there are matchups they can feed to do that. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so that's Alex, two, likely two hundred five. Dana seems to. Do agree. you want to? Do you want to bounce back to uh, to 
the last event. Oh, you want to you want to talk about one of the greatest robberies of all time? I wanted to talk about Holly Holm versus Yana Santos, actually. Oh, okay. Glad you did. No, I love Holly Holm. Yeah. Um, and her yeah, awkward yeah. Um, post-fight interview. Um, <laughs> yeah, but do you want to talk about the greatest robbery in UFC history? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's go we're, for it. Let's go for we're it. We're only this is one... this is the real reason we haven't done podcasts for two weeks. Oh, you mean we're only? Well, I was take I was actually on strike. Guys, can I be sure. honest with you that I was actually on strike? Running. I was on strike. Hacking away. Hacking away with tears in your eyes at your internet cables. Absolutely not. This sport didn't deserve to hear from me after the travesty (laughs) that occurred a couple of weeks ago. Where only one judge was, shall I say, brave enough to do the right (laughs) thing. Brave enough to do the right thing. And that was score at 48-47 to Cheeto Vera. Um, Which I called. I, I knew they'd do that. One one judge was brave, brave enough to do the right thing and tell the world that Marlon Chito Vera is the rightful number one contender for the UFC Bantamweight World Championship. And Corey Sanhagen is a dork. That's... <laughs> I don't know what else you want to talk about, but I don't oh, feel just like the, I needed the... to talk about that. You know? I don't feel uh, like it, this well, it's deserved just, me it's just... to be around after something like that happens. It is exactly what I said was going to happen, though, isn't it? In that you get Cheeto not doing enough against a guy who does enough, who does who does a lot every round. You know, it's it's the Cruz fight if Dominic Cruz was a bit of a puncher and yeah. wasn't thirty seven years old. Um, which is to say that it's a fight that is very very tricky for Marlon Vera. He gets. I wasn't expecting the takedowns off the bat, um, but glad he did. Glad he took full advantage of Cheeto being very slow in those first two rounds. Because he could just put him on the ground and Cheeto would throw up the odd submission, Corey would escape it, and Cheeto would keep getting elbowed. As, um, a, as a Cheeto super fan, I must say, very fucking disappointing, wasn't it? It was just yeah. I mean, really I'm, fucking depressing. There are not many people I'd root against Cheeto 4, it would probably be Sanhagen and, you know, Dillashaw's retired. So I guess kind of just Sanhagen. Um, but it's, it's, it was the most Cheeto Vera performance Cheeto Vera could have put on. Um, he picked it up a bit in those last three rounds, but it was still Corey jabbing him up, still Corey hitting the body well, still Corey kneeing up the middle. It was just like, Using everything you want to use against someone who goes to a high guard, you know. The, oh, the uppercuts were really nice as well. Corey just uppercuts up the middle, which is something that people have used on Gaethje, something that people have used on Piotr Jan. People who use that high guard really well, you know, throw some strikes down the middle, up the middle, and also to the body. And that's that's Corey's game. In a, like without it being against Martin Vera, and so. For it to be versus Cheeto, someone who perfectly complements that style, it, this fight was only going to go one way. Failing yeah. Cheeto, pulling something out of his ass to knock him out. Yeah, look, it was tough. It was tough. Who, who, Corey obviously fights Marab. Um, I, I, I don't see a universe in which that fight doesn't happen next. Yeah, I who guess does so. Cheeto? Who does Cheeto fight next? And why is it Peter Yarn? Yeah, it's Peter Yarn, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, 
which will be fun. It'll be the, the slowest opening two rounds of all time. Yeah. Um, Both guys just downloading data against each other for fucking forever. Yeah. Yeah, it is that, isn't it? Uh, I just wanted to get my gloating in, really. That was all yeah, I well, needed for that. You done? Yeah, uh, I think I'm done, man. I think I'm done. Yeah. Um, you know. Look, all I do is encourage judging in the UFC to be brave in future. Be able to be brave <laughs> a bit more. That's why. That's right. Yeah. Say. Okay. That's right. Okay. So to that. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. Wipe the, wipe the tears. We got we got more to go for. <sighs> yeah, I guess we do. I guess we do. Okay. Um. I we've guess... got to we've got to talk about the featured prelim, if nothing else. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like we can go through a couple of them. We can we can touch on a couple of them because obviously, I the the reality is this card is no belongs to nobody else. This podcast belongs to nobody else than the greatest middleweight of all time, in my opinion, Israel the Last Stub and Adesanya recapturing the belt. But yes, there were there were. I mean, do there were some solid fights on here? Um, yeah, Gastelum, um, Chris Curtis was obviously a phenomenal, phenomenal fight. It was great. I was, it was great. one it of the maddest steak sandwiches of all time whilst <laughs> watching it from oh. afar and you were getting angry you at me over text. You, you should have told me it was a steak sandwich, man. Dude, I I'll, send it, to, I'll send it to you right now. Just, I'm not going to share it with the people, but you tell the people that... I'll give a number. That I'll, I'll send a picture of where I got it. It was an Instagram recipe. Oh, nice. Like one from one of those old... From, uh, yeah, fucking made a reel. Well, I didn't make the reel, but like I made something off of a reel, <laughs> and I'll send you the picture. Okay. Um, so I've just sent you on Instagram. Oh fuck! Okay. The reel. So just open your phone, mate, and then I'll send you. I'm the. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay. It's all right. And I'll send you my version. So this is what I was making. All this beautiful steak sandwich is fucking phenomenal. Turkish bread, like, it was fucking terrific stuff. And it was, we had a big, big day. I was telling you before, we had like a sort of Bucks party pub crawl for one of my best mates getting married next weekend. It was a hangover day. Fights are on. David's there. I make a fucking good good hangover feed. How how do you do your steak? Well, medium rare, obviously. Medium rare, okay. Yeah, that's where I'm at as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can go on the rarer side. If I had to, it was medium rare or yep. rare. I could go rare. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same. You know, just just check him. Just check him yeah, while yeah, we have just, the steak. Just up. really smash it on at the highest heat you can on both sides for a couple of minutes, then in the oven for a couple of minutes, just to, you know, mm. um, finish her off. It was it was beautiful stuff. Anyway, you got mad at me because you were saying what a banger it was, and you were arguing it was Chris really Curtis won that fight, and I said I don't know because he I was did. only half watching. Yeah, well, so Chris you say that, but he actually lost, didn't he? You know what I mean? Like, he actually <laughs> lost the fight. Well, the only reason he actually lost that was because Gastelum employed the, the savvy veteran technique of headbutting him in the chin, um, which we do love to see. I love a bit of savvy cheating. Um, Would Gastelum you say that was savvy cheating? Uh, just headbutting him in the chin. Yeah, um, but we just dropped. No, I mean, no. Yeah, I don't think it was. I think Gastelum sort of went under him and then lifted his head up. Um, but I can't hate it. Um, because if it was someone I liked doing it, I'd... Well, which I, I do quite like Kelvin, but... Um, yeah. But Curtis... Curtis totally won round two and three if you discount the headbutt, which is hard to do because there was some control time that came with it. Uh, yeah, well. he landed a lot after it. Hmm. 
But, I, but like on the feet, Curtis, I think, got the better shots off on Gastelum. Round three was very clearly Curtis. Round one was very clearly Gastelum. And this is one of the best Gastelums we've seen. Um, yeah, well, I'm I like the commentary was talking a lot about how good Gastelum looked in, in his oh, new God. camp. And obviously he's, he's taken a hiatus since his last fight. Was Rob his last fight or had he fought since Rob? Uh, did he fight Cannoneer? Was that before? Oh yeah, he did. He lost to Cannoneer, didn't he? Like short notice replacement. He was a short notice replacement. Dude, you might, have, I mean, you might have cut out again. You know. Yeah, I have cut out. Might again. have been a thing that's, that's happened. A son of I don't a know bitch. if you want to leave and rejoin because that seems to set something up very nicely for a bit at least. I don't know if you can hear me even. There we are. He's gone. There he is back. Can you hear me now? Can I, I can't hear you now. Yeah, you can hear me. Oh, there we are. Cool. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Sorry about that. I don't know why. That's right. That. It's all good. No drama. Um, what were you saying? Um, just the, I mean, the commentary, whilst was acknowledging Gastelum was good, um, pretty poor. Pretty poor in the fact that it. Joe Rogan has been doing a thing for a while now where. He picks someone that he thinks is uh, he likes, yeah. and then he yeah. That's rides their nuts. Forever. He rides their nuts hard and fast. And yeah. this was very much he 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 said that Gastelum doesn't normally fight bouncy, which is odd because Gastelum has always fought bouncy. In fact, that's what the most Gastelum thing. That's yeah, all time I would say. I'd argue. Yeah, I'd argue. Um, and very much, this is title contender Gastelum. Every thirty seconds, this is this is Gastelum for the Adesanya fight. Um, yeah. Just just a bit annoying, really. Um, yeah. But good performance from Kelvin. Be cool to see him fight someone like Strickland. Yeah. Because um, really, like, you know, you can talk as much shit on Gastelum as you want, and I I would. But really, the guys he's lost to haven't been horrendous. Like, Jack oh, Manson no. and Darren Till are kind of embarrassing losses. Yeah, but then Robert Whittaker, Jared Cannonier are, you know, recent well, embarrassing, contenders. But yeah, but Rob actually fucking obliterated him. Like, yeah, they didn't he's look done like... that to fucking... Rob would do that to anyone else in the middleweight division, though. Yeah, true. I'm just saying, that like, I don't credit well, Calvin at all for losing to Rob because he, he absolutely looked like he didn't belong there at all. Like, it just looked like no. they shouldn't be fighting. But so, but like, so did Vittori. You yeah, know, yeah, I agree. Vittori looked, Vittori looked like he couldn't fucking fight when he was yeah. fighting Rob. Yeah, Rob, Rob made him look like he wanted to quit. Yeah, it's true. You're right. You're right. You're totally right. And the the Cannoneer fight was close as well. That was like a forty-eight, forty-seven either way. Mm. True. Um, moving um, on from that, the the opening fight was boring as fuck. I don't want to talk about it. This eighteen-year-old kid. Just I, like I want to I want to talk about it just in the sense that he got a life lessons what he got he got a life yes one hundred percent and it, it's a shit it's this is the kind of Paul Hoses Junior is the kind of guy that shouldn't be in the UFC yet it's fucked his career in my opinion I think he should be fighting some amateur fights fighting some you know in some B leagues get in, in the some fucking up. C leagues get the confidence up learn how to learn how to be proactive how to come out and strike a bit you know set up your takedowns with your hands if you're put back on the feet hold your own on the feet don't just because 
once you survive this that feels opening like, blitz. For those who know, if you know, you know, this feels like Sage Northcote all over again. It feels like a Dana White. Yeah. Obsessed with a little Pushing kid. Pushing some experiment. guy. You know, Way too early and going to fuck his whole career and then be like, we didn't have friends. Yes. Yeah. 100%. This is going to be that story, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a it, like, it was genuinely sad because this kid didn't, like, as much as I hate to fucking shit on an 18 year old, it's not his fault. But he didn't deserve the hype he had when he came in. No. And, no. God, no. And the UFC pushed him so hard that he... Him losing is some catastrophic loss. Where really it shouldn't be, man. If he came in as just a contender who fought a couple guys and lost to Christian Rodriguez 9-1. and one, Like, that's not it, a fucking bad loss, man. That's yeah, not a terrible but also, loss. It put, they put him in a position at the start to open a pay-per-view, and bro, he yes. failed. Not just failed by losing, also the fight was kind of shit. The, and he looked like shit. Boring. And he, it was just and, like, yeah, it didn't get the pay-per-view it. off to a good start. Like, that pay-per-view overall is super memorable and was sort of killer other than that fight. Like, yeah. sure, Mazadal Burns wasn't necessarily, but it was more about, like, it's the characters in it. There was tension, like... It's not one you're gonna probably rewatch back, but still, like in the moment, you were entertained, you know, because of who was in there. People love Gilbert Burns. People love Jorge Masvidal. Like they're they're yeah. big names of the sport. So it just was like a fun fight to be watching. Um, if yeah. even though it wasn't necessarily like the best fight ever, and you'd had two bangers before it. Like I really enjoyed Kevin Holland's uh, performance, and um, I absolutely dug Rob Font's performance, even though I was sad yeah. because I love Adrian Yanez. Um, and Adrian Yanez just sort of looked a bit like the moment overcame him. And he sort of yeah. just, sti- he just looked stiff. He didn't look fluid. He didn't look loose. He looked, when he got hit for the first time, he sort of looked nervous. And I'm like, oh, okay. And though he, he put on a bit of a banger before it ended, um, Rob Font had his number and it felt like that early. Yeah, are we jumping to are we jump into that fight then? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, let's. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, so Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. Um, who did you have going in? Because we didn't uh, get. I had, I had Adrian Yanez because I'm an Adrian Yanez fan, and I wanted Adrian. I wanted Adrian Yanez to win. Um, yeah, but it was not to be. But you you gotta love Rob Font. I had Yanez. I had Yanez based on the fact that Rob Font. Rob Font's um, downfall for his past two fights has been looking really good until he got hit and then giving away the round by getting yeah. hit and not recovering very well. Yeah. Um, over 10 rounds. Yeah. And Yanez is a power puncher. He's someone yeah. that can hit you hard and drop you and make you eat shit for a bit. Yeah. I had my, my read on that fight, having not watched either of them a lot, is that Adrian Yanez could hurt Rob Font. <laughs> yes, yeah. But and guess what? Rob Font happen... could hurt Adrian Yanez, and that's yes. what we found out there. Yeah, what you don't what you don't think, I guess, think about, I guess, is that Rob Font was fighting guys with pretty fucking huge chins. You know, people... Jose fucking Aldo, bro. Jose, Ald- Jose Aldo is not the guy great, that can hurt the greatest of all time. And a great, pretty good at recovering. Um, yeah. And Chito Vera does not get hurt he just kind of plods forward yeah that's um, the thing about yeah about Chido A eh? you can't hurt him and Yanez 
Rob Font showed a lot of like savvy veteran stuff in this fight where, you know, Yanez would finish a clean exchange and he'd start to reset and Font would jab him. Yeah. And you just get those little things where maybe Yanez isn't really used to being attacked on his resets as yeah. much as Font wanted to. And that was that was really nice to see from Font. Um Font also jabbing him up on low kicks. And yeah. What what really got it for him was using that jab as a collar tie, throwing the jab out there, grabbing onto him and pulling himself into an uppercut, and he hurt Yanez, like in that twenty second exchange. The big things that wobbled Yanez were those punch and clutch uppercuts or punch and clutch mm. right hands. Yeah. Um. So just really nice, like veteran striking performance from Rob Font. He looked really good. Yeah. Um, and he wants Figueredo next when Figueredo moves up. And I that's think that's a, a good fight. Banger. I think that's, that's a, a great, great call out, realistic call out, a, yeah. a achievable matchup, and it's a step yeah. up um, in terms of name value for for Rob Font to get a to potentially get a big win. That's a good opportunity. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great analysis. I, I think I think you're 100 right. It was a veteran performance, and a, it was a feel good moment for Rob Font as well so so even though sad for Yana's happy for Rob Font um great moment um Kevin Holland big win um I I wanted to quickly win. actually say just on on Yana's I'd like to see him in a couple of weeks we've got Song Dong versus Ricky Simone and I'd like to see him fight the loser of that fight the loser of that fight yeah I think I think Yana's is what 14 in that division yeah I think I think loser of that fight yeah makes sense true yeah, good call. Um, Holland versus Ponzinibbio. Who did you have going into this? I had Kevin Holland. I had Kevin Holland too. Um, um, and I Kevin love Ponzinibbio, but via, I just thought, yeah. Uh, Kevin Holland via the fact that Ponzinibbio can be bonked and Kevin Holland will bonk you at least once. Yes, it's true. It's it's just it's how Kevin Holland fights at welterweight. He, he's sort of thrown a lot of his technical stuff to the side and is just like, I kind of hit hard now. Yes. And I'm kind of long. So yeah. <laughs> if I can just outreach you and hit you with something hard at some point, I'll, uh, I'll probably win it. Yeah. He was right. Um, and he did. Um, got his legs eaten up yeah. throughout that entire fight. Um, didn't I don't know if he checked a single one. He might have checked one. But let's have a look. I mean, actually, UFC stats doesn't really count. <laughs> um, count leg checks anyway. So no. <laughs> who cares? Yeah. Um, but... It was just a classic Kevin Holland, Kevin Holland welterweight performance. Look, he's he's he feels um, like the cowboy guy. He puts on good fights. He wins some, he loses some, but he's someone people want to watch. He's he's a name people yeah. know, and he's entertaining, and he's he's a character of the sport, and he's someone we, he's people we need. Yeah, he he's people. He's the sort of characters you need in in the, in the sport um, yeah, that I'm may sure. one day somehow sneak into a title shot, but they'll probably never be a champion. Yes, yeah. He's someone that I'd, I'd like to see him fight someone kind of good now. Um, yeah, like he fought there's a lot, there's and a... that was an amazing fight, let's not forget. Yeah, there's a lot at welterweight for him right now. Um, someone like Daniel Rodriguez. Someone yes. like Ian Gary, who I think are fighting, Ooh. so maybe like the loser. Yeah, the loser yeah, of that, are, maybe. Yeah, D- Ian Gary um, is fighting... Is fighting Rodriguez. I'd say the winner of that because neither of those guys are ranked. Ian Gary's not ranked. D-Rod's is is Holland ranked now? 
Holland is Holland's yeah top. He's like top ten. Oh, okay. He's not top ten. Fuck off, is Kevin Holland um, top maybe, ten? Maybe 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 he's number twelve. I feel like he's twelve. Kevin Holland's number twelve. Maybe that feels fucking high. Does it? I don't. He just fought um, Wonder Boy in a main event. Yeah, but yeah, but I thought that was sort of his his big thing. Kevin Holland, where is he in the rank? Is he? I don't. I can't see him in the rankings. Maybe I'm blind. I'm looking at the rankings now on the website. Michelle Pereira, Jack Della, Michael Chiesa, Neil Magny, Jorge Masvidal. I guess he'll probably get bumped in when Masvidal gets taken oh, maybe, out. Is he not in the rankings? Man, I didn't know that. I really thought he was um, like 11 or 12. Wow. Okay. He's not even ranked? Fuck me. No. He just no, fought I number he seven. Needs... He fought Stephen Thompson. Yeah, that was his like... But that was his go into the rankings though, because it was a guy who. That's a big go into the a, rankings. It was a striker. Fight. That's a yeah, but it was a striker. And I think I think Wonder Boy was a little bit lower down because. Yeah, but that was yeah. I think he got bumped up that's from one that of my, win. That's one that of my was, fights of yeah. the year. That was fucking yeah, that was amazing. Fantastic. That was such a great fight. Um, Just giving Wonder Boy like a showcase fight. I, it I didn't still, have to be a showcase fight, but well. I still think he could fight the winner though of Ian Gary, D Rod. He could. He, he could. I just think. I just think if Ian Gary wins, I want to see Ian Gary fight someone ranked at that point. Yeah, like a Kiesa. You know, someone like or a, someone or like a, a Kiesa. Luke. Someone like a Kiesa, someone like a Luke, someone like a Magni, maybe. Oh, I don't want him to fight Neil Magni. <laughs> Neil Magni is just this person I fear. He's just this weird guy that just he, he's, he's always a, in he, the top 15. He's never in the top 10. And he just beats guys that he shouldn't beat sometimes. He can hypnotize people into having into getting into the clinch weirdly yeah and then he annoying. wins <laughs> it's fucking annoying and i don't want to see um co-main event was just a bit annoying really it was it was um it was, it, was, it was the right guy won yeah retires i think it was just the fight was exactly what it needed to be it could it could have been better of course but it just it, it was probably never going to be better than this this was probably all no. it was ever meant to this be was, the the you it, know we all go home happy. Masvidal still had his moment, got to you know go out his way in his hometown, put the gloves in the cage, say thank you, all good, not knocked out. It wasn't too sad or anything. No, um, and Burns got a win against a big name again and secured himself as the backup fighter for the next title shot and therefore the next number one contender, I guess. Since it seems to be a thing where if you're the backup fighter, you will make weight, you are guaranteed the next shot. Yeah. <laughs> Welterweight's so shit. <laughs> come on, come on! Like we need Jack Della, we need Ian Gary to just like they're gonna make their way up. Yeah, they're gonna say Shavkat. Like thank fuck, Shavkat's around. Thank yeah, Shavkat and Jack Della Madalena are gonna save the division. I hope so. And Ian Gary, it's, it's, you'd it's... like you'd hope he does, but I, I I mean my money would be more on Jack Della Madalena um, than anybody like... else to save this division. And and really like, I mean I think Jack Della Madalena is the next champion. I think so too. I think Jack Della yeah. is the next UFC Worldwide Champion and um, Australia will once again have another... Well, the Oceania region will hold three of the seven male titles. as we yeah. rightfully, Well, we rightfully should hold four because um, Volkanovski is the lightweight champion of the world that we do That's know. That's true. That we That's do know here on Switching Stances and it's easy for some mm-hmm. people to forget but Alex Volkanovski is actually the UFC featherweight and lightweight champion of the world right now that we do know. Um but yeah, it's 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 a it's a tough ask. But I don't really have much to say on the Gilbert Masvidal. I like it was an okay fight. It was what it wanted to be. It was what it needed to be. But what's yeah? I I 
I appreciated um, Jorge Masvidal actually going out and saying, you know, I don't feel like I used to feel. I'm not that guy anymore. Um, yeah, being honest. It's time to hang it up. Um, yeah. What I appreciated less was then immediately to, <laughs> using his moment to suck and guzzle uh, Donald Trump's nut and balls. Um, he does. He really, really fondled it, didn't he? He he fondled him. He fondled him. Uh, got everyone shouting, "Let's go, Brandon!" Which was just a bit like, "Oh man, you've had a really nice retirement, and this is the last we're ever going to see of you." But it is who he is. It's 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 it him is, being it real, and he was in the place where they were all cheering it. He's in fucking yeah. Miami. You know what I mean? Like, what do you yeah. want him to do? It's not like you can get upset about it, but fuck, everyone there liked him. I'm not. Yeah. So he's just yeah. being. I'm with you. I agree with you, but I mean, fuck, that's him. And that's just yeah, his, yeah. his reality. <laughs> he was true to himself in his final true, moments. He was true to himself. And that's one thing you can always say about Jorge. I, do, I don't think he's fake. I don't think he's no. a fake. He's certainly he's the opposite of Colby, for better or for worse. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah they both sort of suck. But like yeah. at the end of the day, one's real, one's not. So I'll, I like Jorge better. <laughs> and that's sort of all it yep. comes down to. Um, but yeah. And then, of course, Izzy Pereira, which we've talked about. Um, plenty. Um, the whole first half of this episode was was Izzy, um, but I just think, yeah, like I said, this this it's Izzy's moment. It's Izzy's day. We're in the Israel Adesanya era. When we look back on this, he'll be the star. He ha- he cemented his legacy. He's a Hall of Famer. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, bro, I got goosebumps. UFC one eighty nine, <sighs> the greatest fight in mixed martial arts history. Robbie Lawler, Rory McDonald two for the UFC welterweight championship on July eleventh, two thousand fifteen. Hall of Fame. I yeah. went on a rant, an inspirational rant when this promo was on because David's sitting next to me and he's never seen that fight and I explained to him how UFC 189 was the sliding door moment of the UFC and it changed the sport forever. And that that is the greatest pay-per-view card in history and it means the mm-hmm. most to the sport in history and I don't think people appreciate that enough. UFC 189 changed everything. It changed the sport. This sport would not be what it is without that, without that card. And it had... In the main event, Conor McGregor, Chad Mendes. And yep. of course, the co-main, the greatest MMA fight of all time. And that was part of that history. Um, where those two went to fucking war. To absolute war. To hell and back. It's where I'm like, yeah. these, two, these two guys are not like everyone else. They're the 1% of 1%ers fight. of fighters. It's a fight, you know, it's a fight that to my shame I haven't seen yet. And it's because I want to give Robbie Lawler the time. How to search. I need to. I, I want screaming at you I want, to watch Robbie Lawler's fucking career. For I the last want. Two years. I want. I want to soak myself in Robbie Lawler for a bit because I Rob- fucking love watching him fight. I need the time to do that. I'm sure I'll take some time in the summer when we have like fucking Rosenstrike versus he, Almeida. Oh, he's in my um, top ten favorite fighters of all time, Robbie. Lawler. Yeah, he's the, I, really, I he's, love. He's the Undertaker now of the UFC. Even now when yeah. he's slow and washed and not hitting hard it's i love watching him fight and he, so he's a presence he's player. someone that i really want to i really want to like immerse myself in that fighter yeah and i need to take the time to do that um really i can't sit up in here and, and talk about how great that fight is and lie um, oh, dude it's so. just you have to you have to i want you to watch when you do eventually watch that fight i want you to watch the whole of ufc 189 from start to finish like the event as it was aired on television I want you to watch that card. Um, it was Let's just delivered. The, the the knockouts, the moments, the like. It wasn't even the biggest names at the time, but it just lives forever. 
you know? No. Um, and the results were perfect for 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 it all. Um, you do know, I, it opened a fight with Thomas Almeida versus John Howard. I, just the main card. Just the, no, no, just, just the main card. card. Just okay, the main card. Cool. That main card. I can do that. <laughs> Brad Pickett, Thomas Almeida, Gunnar Nelson, yep. Brandon Thatch. Dennis Bermudez, Jeremy Stevens, then Robbie Lawler, Roy McDonald, Chapman is kind of a great guy. I know to some people they're like, that doesn't sound like the best card. I'm telling you. Sounds it was, like a fucking good card to me. Yeah. It, if you don't think that was a good card, you don't know. Watch the the results, like when you watch it, by the time Connor and Chad made it to the cage, that canvas, I've never seen more covered in blood than this day. Mm. Like that main card was fucking crazy. Fucking crazy crazy yeah it's a must watch and it changed the sport i actually we we missed quite an important conversation um because i think it was san hagen versus vera cowboy got inducted into the hall of fame oh dude and yeah happy moment i love cowboy it sparked it sparked a little bit of debate because there was a vocal minority saying Cowboy is not a Hall of Famer. He's not Absolutely that. Ridiculous. He's Absurd. not. Absurd. He's not. He was never been a champion. He's never done enough. He's he's been a consistent action fighter, but not the kind of fighter that can be venerated in the Hall of Fame. If the UFC wants a um, respectable Hall of Fame, I guess. I just the wanted Hall to get your fame... thoughts on that. I don't agree. I don't agree. But you're talking about purists that think MMA is all about the fight. MMA and the UFC is not all about the fight. It is 50% fucking theater and WWE as much as you can all deny it, but now they're owned by the same fucking company and there's a reason for that. This sport is more than the fight. Hmm. It's the theater, it's the moment, it's the people, it's the personalities, it's the people that inspire us, it's the people that give us the moments, that put on the best fights, you know, that put on those fights because some of the best fights of all time are not the greatest fighters. Duho Choi, Cub Swanson... They're not, neither of them individually are Hall of Famers, even let alone champions. But that's one of the greatest nah. fights of all time and in the Hall of Fame. I can see, I can see Cub Swanson getting up there. Did He's I not Cowboy, like, up? maybe, but like, if, if, yeah, if, if Cub Swanson got inducted, you're telling me that Cowboy doesn't? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I'm not, Don, but yeah, Don, no, yeah. I know you're not, but Donald Cerrone is one of the greatest characters of this sport ever. Like, when I started watching the sport, he's one of the first few people I knew because he was just fighting every two weeks. I'll never forget UFC 182, DC, and John Jones won. He was fighting Miles Jury. And everyone was talking about Miles Jury, this young kid undefeated. And Cowboy dadded him. Dadded him. And then two weeks later on the Conor McGregor Denisiva card, he was like, oh, that was so fucking easy. I dominated Jury. Um, went and fought Benson Henderson and beat him two weeks later. Like, I was like, that's fucking badass. Badass shit. Like, and he was just anywhere, anytime he was who he was, he was a real fucking cowboy. Fought for the title. Been in big moments. Fought Conor McGregor. Robbie Lawler. Justin Gaethje. Like, some of the biggest names in the history of the sport. His resume is so long. uh, And he's done so much. And won plenty of big, big fights too. You know? Don't get that twisted. He's one of the all-time greats. And he's one of the best to never win the title. Just because he he did fight too long. He definitely fought too long. But people yes. are newer fans that just remember him for now. You 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 weren't around. You don't get it. He is yeah, one of the greats. I, Cowboy's someone whose career I have watched all of. Um, 
actually, I think I'm, I'm missing like one or two welterweight fights just because I haven't got around to it. Um, but he's definitely someone that he he's been consistently beatable if you know the right things to do. But for his time when people hadn't figured him out yet, pre pre Dos Anjos two really, yeah, he was great. And then to come up to welterweight after losing that Dos Anjos fight and put on like good like he he was like a savvy veteran where he would do things he was big he would wrestle a lot more than he did at lightweight but if you were smart and was helped being a southpaw um you could consistently beat cowboy and yes. you, you saw him full time and time again to the same old tricks to the same like body shots bothered him a lot straight shots bothered him a lot southpaws bothered him a lot and so you get guys like leon edwards darren till who are gonna hit your body and throw straight shots? Mm. Um, but it, like he, like he was an action fighter, and he was great for his time. You know, he he, he got a title shot. He got he got a title shot in lightweight against Asanjos. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's like saying Uriah Faber doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Sure. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Was was Cowboy WEC champ? No. 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 Okay, I think that's the only thing you could hold against him in that regard. That that Uriah was. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, true. True. But still, man. But like, you know, even still, on. yeah. Like, like, what do you mean? There's, you've got to. Yeah. Like, what is? Yeah. Well, I, I would. I would if say. You... I would say someone like a Sun Sal is a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. I don't think. And that might be an unpopular opinion. I don't think. I don't, and that might be unpopular. I think he would. I think he should be, but. Based on what? What's he done? What's he done for the sport? He he was consistently one of the top guys that never got. He, but he didn't do like Cowboy did stuff for the sport. Yeah, he wasn't a just a out. great fighter. He was, and he has a way better resume than a Sun's out and long deep longer deeper resume. Did more for the sport. Bigger character, better character. Oh, a better better resume than a Sun's out. Yes. Cody Garbrandt, yes. Corey Sanhagen, Marlon Marais, Rob Font, Marlon Marais again, Aljamain Sterling, TJ Dillashaw, Pedro Munoz, TJ Dillashaw. Yes. For Uriah Faber. Like, that's a fucking good bantamweight resume. Of course it is. That's not granted, half of Cowboys. Granted, it's not half of Cowboys. Granted. It's most not half of those are lost. Most of those are losses, but so are Cowboys. The best guys Cowboy fought are guys he lost you too. But I do, I do agree. If there's a thing you can hold against the Sun Tzu, it's that he was consistently quite boring. But you're talking about like he beat top guys, like he beat he, dude. He's beaten. Let's have a look at who's beaten. Charles Oliveira, Jeremy Stevens, Edson Barboza, Jim Miller, Eddie Alvarez, yeah. Benson Henderson. I forgot about the Alvarez. Patrick Ote, Rick Story, good. Matt Brown, Alex Oliveira, Yanti Medeiros, Mike Perry, Alexander Hernandez, Ally Quinta. He beat some fucking good guys. Yeah. He fought Rafael de Sanchez, Jorge Masvidal, Robbie Lawler, Darren Till, Leon Edwards, Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, Conor McGregor, Anthony Pettis, Jim Miller again, Jim Miller bit him, Nico Price, Nate Diaz, Anthony Pettis, Benson Henderson again, because he lost to Benson twice, then beat him the third time on two weeks' notice. Yeah. No, you know what? Yeah, that's fair. Like I, I, mean, I, still, I still think Asante had the has most a wins record. in UFC history at one point. Like that's, that's its own title. Remember that? You know, maybe he wasn't yeah. UFC champion, but he had the most wins in UFC history. What? Like, 
That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. So I, you know, yeah. Cowboys are Hall of Famer, and I won't hear fuck another word about it. That's I can't believe anyone's no, I'm... debating that. I know you're not, but no, it was a bloody elbow is. thing. It was a bloody elbow thing. Ridiculous fucking. Um... Um, um yeah. yeah do you wanna do you wanna hit next week or this yeah. week i guess well let's yes i don't my there's, voice there's doesn't have much left in it my voice there's doesn't have much left i want to talk about um okay i don't even know what's next i only know max holloway arnold we, allen i only know the main event well we've got pedro Munoz versus chris gutierrez um gutierrez obviously retired frankie edgar um, looked oh, pretty good, good doing it. I, I do like that fight. Yeah, Pedro Munoz also good. Um, that's. I mean, I don't have much to say on it. I don't really have a pick even. But I, I'd pick Chris. I've got Chris in that to be Pedro. Yeah, I can see it. I don't know. I like. I don't know much about Chris Gutierrez and Pedro Munoz. Yeah. is someone that I still think is good. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I do too. No, I do too. I just. I. I. There's something about Chris that reminds me of sort of Tapuria. He has that vibe about him. Mm-hmm. That just absolute young like fucking young murderer. Yeah. Like, just scary. Um, he's got that vibe about him. So I'm picking him. I'm sort of on the Chris train. Um, and you do that to Frankie Edgar. Like, fuck, you're my respect. I don't care how old he was. Edson Barbosa, Billy Qu- Quarantillo. I've yeah, actually got that's Quarant- a fucking I, fight. That's a great fight. I got, I've actually got Quarantillo in this fight, eh? I hope so. I don't like Barbosa at featherweight. I don't like him there. No, I I just think Barbosa is beatable if you want to beat him. Yeah, he's got such he's got such a an aversion to pressure fighting. If you want to come up and Quant- Quant- Quarantillo is the guy that is going to cardio bully someone. He, you know, he's not going to get tired chasing Barbosa, and I don't think Barbosa is going to suddenly show himself to have incredible pressure fighting and so, incredible counter pressure. I should say. I, yeah, and yeah, I and he, I think at the end of the day, age also comes into the question as well. Yeah, how old's Bob Ozer now? It's not fucking young. Not in fight years, anyway. No, thirty-seven. No, obviously, he's thirty-seven. Had a lot of thirty-seven. Yeah, thirty-seven-year-old and f- cutting down to featherweight as a yeah. former lightweight as well. Yeah. I've got I got Billy in this. Mm. I just think it's I just, think Billy it's wins just, it. I just and think it's Father Time. Deservedly so as well, because Billy Q has been someone that should, like, is. Worthy of being He's ranked in that division for He's a while, a for sure, for sure. Um, um, Max it, Holloway versus Arnold Allen. I I think Max Holloway is gonna win decisively in this fight. I think. It's Do you know what's weird? To, sorry, to, sorry to throw this in there. It's just weird to see seven losses next to Max Holloway's name. Um, when you know how good he is, and he's one of the all-time greats. But when you look at who those seven losses are, three of them are Alexander Volkanovsky, and two of them are yeah. Dustin Poirier. Yeah, and one of them's Conor McGregor. One of them's Conor McGregor. Yeah, it's fucking crazy when you look at like he's only really lost to three guys and the three of the greatest ever. Yeah, and that you tell me Dustin Poirier's not a Hall of Famer. Sorry, this is back to the cowboy thing. Dustin Poirier too. He's a Hall of Famer. Justin Gage is a Hall of Famer. Dude, Michael Chandler's a Hall of Famer. Michael Chandler is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, hundred percent. You know. Because of the name level they are in this sport, how big they are in this sport. Yeah. No way, Michael Chandler, Gaethje, Poirier, none under none of them were undisputed UFC champions. They'll all be Hall of Famers. Guarantee they'll all be Hall of Famers. 
It's crazy that Eddie Alvarez what won the Hall of Famer, though. What I think is interesting, right, is look at look at the guys outside of Volkanovski that Max Holloway's lost to. And then tell me what stance they fight in. Southpaw. They're all Southpaws, man. Bermudez was a split decision that was orthodox, but like Poirier, McGregor, and for for large portions, I mean, I guess like uh, Volkanovski would oh, use Vulcan going Vulcan to break momentum. Like, no, yes, yeah. it's how they break um, rhythm. They'll just but, switch up stances, like walking back and forth, just just to just to set their opponents off with what they're getting ready to throw or trying to read. Hmm. Um. I think it's. I just think it's an. In, I don't know how much it's going to come into play. I think Holloway is the type of fighter who can probably fight a fucking south. I. I just maybe. Um, I. I guess I just haven't seen enough from Allen at this level. No. I just. I think maybe he could beat Max one day. I just. I just think. I don't yeah, think Allen's Dustin Poirier or Conor McGregor, and I think Max Holloway is Max Holloway. There. No. The, you're right. There's a lot of unknowns. I'm that, not. I'm Max sitting Holloway's here picking Max. A fucking beating. I'm. I'm. I'm picking Max Holloway, but I'm not confident about it. I'll say that. No, I don't I'm know. Because of the questions, Alan. I don't know is the real answer. Like, I really don't know. Like, if Arnold Allen wins, I'll be like, okay. I was t- like, I'm not shocked, but I, I, I just, my gut, I've got to pick Max. I just have got to, th- with, uh, with what I know, which isn't a lot in this particular case, but I just think Max Holloway takes this one. That's, That's completely understandable. That's yeah, my feeling. I, I, and my, what's my head says Holloway. Um, I'm picking Alan... I'm not normally one to be nationalistic about fighting. I'm not someone to sort of back my countrymen to the end of the earth. It's yeah. hard when your countrymen are Paddy Pimblet, but it's true. Um, like you've made you're the laughing stock of the UFC at the moment. Thank God for Leon Edwards. For sure, for Thank sure. God Thank God for Leon Edwards. Thank God for Tom Aspinall, Arnold Allen. You know, we're finally getting some guys who are down to earth, cool guys, which yeah. is what you want because there's a. You either get the Brit who's down to earth, kind of to themselves, quite cool, or you get the Brit who is loud, obnoxious, annoying. Yes. And usually Scouse. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I I think Alan probably has it in him to win, especially if Holloway has depleted from that Volkanovski life-changing beating. That was a life-changing beating, wasn't it? It was it was a shutout, yeah. In every sense of the word, yeah. It's um, it'll it'll and it, it's soul it's soul crushing. And me picking Alan kind of banks on the fact that Holloway's lost a step in that somewhere because again, whilst he's not he's not too old, he's what like thir- like in his early thirties. Um, is he even thirty yet? How old is he? Let's have a look. Thirty one. Yeah, right. So whilst he's thirty one, he's had some fucking wars. Yeah, he has been in some fucking battles. Yeah, he has. You know, <laughs> so he's definitely. I would say Holloway's out of his prime, quite firmly. Um, I'm not ready to say the, that. The until question I see. In, uh, this will be where I you find out because was the Volk beating out of his prime or was the Volk beating just Volk's that good? I think the Volk beating was out of his prime, but like, I, but like, I don't think he's firmly. I don't think he's washed. I think he's out of his prime, but I don't think he's at a stage where he's losing to most featherweights yet. I think he's still quite 
clearly levels above most of the competition. It's just a question of is Allen also levels above most of the competition? He looked yeah. good against Cater for what we saw. He won the round against Cater quite clearly. Um, obviously, Cater's someone that builds and builds and builds and builds. So it's kind of hard to really put too much stock in that performance. Yeah. Um, but Allen is the kind of guy who is. I don't know, man. He's like considered and clever, and yeah. I I like that as as someone who dabbles in analysis at times. You know, <laughs> he's clever, and I I quite like that as a fighter. Um, Holloway is an all time great game planner. His camper, I should say. Yeah, um, yeah, they are. And so, it's a hard one to pick, man. It's a hard one to pick, and I'm gonna go with Alan. I think for the most part based on questions about Holloway's longevity and um, a desire to see Alan win. Because also, if if Holloway wins, what the fuck happens to the featherweight division? Because you can't, you can never, no, unless you're in a different no. division, you can never do Holloway versus Volkanovski again. No. I don't, no, like, I'm, a, I'm, a, no I'm a Holloway fan. I'm more of a Volkanovski fan, but I'm a Holloway fan. I don't want to see that for Holloway's sake. Like it's it's such an unnecessary fight. Now, Volkanovski has beaten him three times and crowbarred himself up miles away from Holloway in that most recent performance. Yeah, you never have to see that again. And I'd be saying exactly the same thing if it was Whitaker Adesanya. If Adesanya put that sort of a fight on Whitaker, you don't have to see it again. It doesn't matter about the second fight where Whitaker almost won and Holloway almost won. You know, it's you yeah. don't have to see it again. It's no, irrelevant. And if Holloway wins this, who is there in that division? Do you need Josh Emmett? I think Ilya Zapori is fighting Josh Emmett, so I guess maybe the winner of that, if you fucking can get excited for that sort of like title contendership. Yeah, that's true. Um, just nothing, nothing super exciting going on in Featherweight apart from this fight, really. Yeah, I mean, I like. I mean, I think Volk's gonna just smash him, but I like the Yair Rodriguez Volk fight, which has been announced Same. for International Fight Week in July eighth, I believe, which is exciting. Same, yeah. And there's there's things that Yair does that can trouble Volk. I they tr- can. Now I trust Volkanovski. I trust Volkanovski with everything that I have to fucking game plan for him. Yeah, if Volkanovski too. can game, if Volkanovski can game plan for Islam Makachev, oh, there's nobody and arguably there's beat n- him. Yeah. Then did he, he can he can we know that on the show we know Rodriguez. that we know that on the show that he beat him we know that that's yeah. a fact we do know that on the show we established official, it. if you haven't watched the episodes that's your fault criteria. but but, but mm. we know that and every and the fans of switching stances know that yeah now the official score of the switching stances podcast is forty eight point seven Volkanovski agreed really it's fifty forty five I was about to say I actually was going to say fifty forty five but that's just <laughs> me personally. Um, but that's just I score like Nate Diaz scores fights um, by his criteria. <laughs> um, so I'm picking Max. You're picking Arnold. Yes. Okay. I like it. I like. And it. I think neither of us are very confident in that. No, which I'm is not. always fun. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited for the fight. It'll be good. Good time. Same. I, Big good time. Um, don't know if I'll be able. To, I, in fact, I will, there's 100. I won't be able to watch it live. I'm at a wedding all weekend. What um, time is it in it, real world times? In real world times. Is it like a? It's a US card, so it'll probably, so be, but it's a fight. So it'll be a little earlier. 
Yikes. One thirty, yeah. one thirty in the morning, main card. Okay. okay. <sighs> yeah, that's, that's weird. That's a weird time. So it's yeah, it'll be like eleven thirty in the morning, on Sunday. Yeah. For me, I probably rough. won't be able to watch it until later. I mean, to be fair, I actually might be able to like right as I get home, the main event will be on, but I probably won't be able to watch the card. That's okay. You only really need to watch the main card. That's a good um, point. Or the main event. Well, um, I mean, I want to talk about you and Kitalaba because he'll undoubtedly do something funny. Yeah, that's true. The we'll, angriest yeah, man I'll, in the I'll, I'll watch a couple of those fights. It's not a bad card. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, that's for next week. Um, my voice is going. I think it's time to um, yeah, <clears> call it good. a day. Um, we'll be back yeah. next week, I presume. Yeah. To, to break down Pavlovich versus Blades. Yes, let's um, do it. Let's do it. <laughs> We'll talk about Max Holloway on an island, hopefully. Yes, yeah. Hopefully for and the most part. And that'd be a great fight. Hopefully um, there'll be something interesting to talk about with that. Um, yes. And it won't yeah. just be a Holloway shout-out, because that'd be the first. And the next pay-per-view is Henry Cejudo, Algerman Sterling. And yeah. And co-main Dariush and Oliveira. I think that card's going to be a fucking stinker. I think that's... that's think the first. I think it's going to be a stinker? I think it's going to... I think it's going to be a stinker. I think that card's going to smell like shit. There'll be a lot of grappling like right there. I think that card's going to smell like shit when it's all said and done. Yeah, you know what? I can see it. It's like fun on paper, but I think it'll be a, yeah. it could be a lot of gra- a lot of grappling, yeah, and a lot of booing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I think that will be the case, and I think people yeah. fan favorites are all going to lose. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, the main event are two people that neither are fan favorites. Who gives a fuck? About <laughs> yeah, them, but like, yeah. yeah, um, it's two sort of like butts of jokes. Uh, the main event, um, and I think Darius and Olvera will not live up to the hype at all. I think it'll be really disappointing. I don't know why. I just have a vibe about it, um, and it might be I think because should, it was put no, on this card. Yeah. I think it's going to be the victim of the negative energy in that arena that day, because um, the card smells like shit. Mm. It just smells like yeah. vibe is card smells like shit, and I feel like it just will deliver shit. I well, it's okay because it. after that, after that, um, we've obviously got UFC two eight nine, which is Amanda Nunes versus Juliana Pena three. Oh God. Thank God. I don't know if you vocal, saw that. Vocal first. savers in July at UFC 290. Vocal savers. Yeah. Jesus Christ. We, we, we've been spoiled with some amazing, this. amazing pay-per-views though. Like we had like main events delivering hugely. Islam versus Falk was incredible. Um, the Leon Edwards, Kamara Usman, you know, Leon getting the victory in the UK. John Jones obviously become the heavyweight champion. Then, you know, Israel having his big comeback moment. So the last few pay-per-views of the year have been pretty incredible. Um, Brandon Moreno winning the belt, you know, yep. things like that. So I think we've been spoiled and we're, time, we're in for a couple of stinkers the next few pay-per-views. Yeah, uh, I don't want to give the UFC the credit to say that we deserve Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes. Main no, you, no, you're right. You're Especially right, if they're yeah. going back to Canada. Imagine being Canadian and that being the fight they come back with, man. Yeah, look. Yeah, it's, it's not a great fight, but it is what it no, is. No, I'd say it's a bad fight. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but anyway we don't need to talk about that up. yet. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in for listening. If you're following us um, here on YouTube, be sure to subscribe, like the video version, rate us five stars, thumbs up on all podcast services, follow us on socials, Twitter, Instagram. We post reels to this stuff. It's very fun. Um... And we will see you all next week for another episode of Switching Senses. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone. And goodbye. Goodbye.